Hey everybody, we're going to be talking about 1985 horror movies one more time. Wait, I think. No, never mind. Scratch what I just said. <laughs> I forgot there's a lot of 1985 movies. It's like 1981. Uh, this episode will be discussing Reanimator and Warning Sign. I'm your host, Michael, and Kersey's on the other side. Hey, we should probably also mention what podcast this is. Oh, it's Hit Rewind. Hey, he's there the we one. Go. Uh, <laughs> hey, it's Black Friday kind of bullshit going. So I'm exhausted. Uh, I forgot we do have one more. Uh, Life Force and Cat's Idol last. Boy, I tell you, like it, like 1981, it is a pretty epic. Uh, some we didn't discuss because I've already done it, like, like Fright Night, uh, Absolute uh, Silver Bullet. I'm trying to think. There's a few others in it, but 85 is a good year. And the launch of a mini franchise starts here, Reanimator. And I still think the first one's the best. I, I, I cannot even remember the third one. Yeah, that one is where it's in like in a Spanish prison. Oh, weird. I guess it's because the director always gets... Actually, I think he exactly. was Spanish. But, um... Yeah, Brian Yuzna. Stuart Gordon, the director of the, uh, go on to a very odd career. Rest in peace, but he would do, like, lots of H.P. Lovecraft stuff. See Ray, Brad Ray Bradbury, The Incredible Ice Cream. Then weird shit like Ace Trucker, Fortress, and Robot Jocks. Very uh, interesting. What, what is the, uh, like, Dragon? Oh, he did do, yeah, Dagon or Dragon or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like that's that. another H.P. Lovecraft. That was towards the end. Uh, he did yeah, Empire of the Ants, I believe. Or, but he had a very odd career because he's a theater guy. And he started off with a play in Chicago called Warp, which was a kind of tongue in look at pulp comics of his youth. And uh, it would have actually been a comic book. This theater he was trying to, uh, a play about Herbert West. And he was a big H.P. Lovecraft because somehow it got a possible short film, a fleshed out whole movie. And you would think something like that would be a classic. Like, oh, the interesting. No, this is a fucking. And I think it's because he treats it with respect, but also knows that there's some comedy to be found. In and yeah, that's the thing that's so interesting about it because it does build a, a really like horror style uh, climax there, like at, at the halfway point when the professor finds out what's going on and tries to steal his research, and then there's uh, there's kind of there's this really good build up, and then it kind of turns into a comedy at the point where you think like it's the most horrifying part, and that's that's what's so interesting. Yeah, it's he he really tests like at the time I think it's rated in the, but it tests sexuality. He would do the same thing with from, uh, from Beyond his next film, uh, you know, crazy gore and up, like take upping the level of what you saw in American scares and just make perverse. Like I feel like I'm doing something. Wrong. And I, I gotta say, like I think it's interesting that one of the visuals that they had for uh, Herbert West um, was that it was going to be him reanimating the corpse of the president or something like that, like. Their vision is like, what if a guy who could reanimate the dead reanimated the president and had like a zombie president kind of thing? Yeah, and that, that, that like, was supposed really... that was supposed to be the fourth one. I saw the promo photo uh, photo for poster. For, sorry, um, William H Macy was supposed I can't talk to you. The fuck um, was supposed to play the president, and it went on market and didn't raise the Gordon is yeah, and it's so disappointing because that is a really thing idea to take that. Uh, this franchise, yeah, and they never got to do that 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 vision that they had of like we're gonna build to this. This is gonna be something really interesting to make, and then never got to. Yeah, it's I think it was. Of, uh, really important. I think it was supposed to be called House of. I think you're right. Yeah, but uh, what was it? David and Matt met, uh, and Stuart Gordon are kind of from. So they worked together, and they would these plays. That's why, like, when he had been in a bunch of Matt Gordon, and being that, and that's pretty high profile for a franchise that never really had any success in theaters. Uh, this cost just a shade on two million. But it's on video where it exploded. And I know the second one was also barely on video, but it's so weird you had to wait ever for a part three. And, and went... what's interesting is that uh, it's also a so good that it ended a marriage. Oh, wait, what? Oh, Did Bruce Abbott and Linda Hamilton, right? They were married. 
I, I, I don't know. If that's the professor who got his head cut off, right? Uh, no, that's David Gale. No, it's that guy. That guy got his Oh, okay. Did... Uh, he wouldn't necessarily say, but uh, he did say that his wife was tested uh, with what he did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it is acting. Um, uh, but Bruce Abbott, uh, the, the hero, Linda Hamill, they had been tagged. Um, I think he might be the weakest link in this. Uh, yes. Because he doesn't really have anything fun, straight, but a good guy. He's kind of a, a surrogate for the audience. Yeah, um, but I gotta tell you, Jeffrey Combs, how he didn't end up on no, how he's never really performance is gold. And pretty much everything gold. I would say Frighteners is a favorite. Uh, well, I mean, I did see Castle Creek, and that was, you know, one out of a hundred yeah. bad, you know, I, one bad movie out of a hundred. I, I think he's getting a lot more uh, recognition. Yeah, uh, the question. I'm trying to remember. Uh, Brainiac in the... Uh, is he? But and Barbara Crane's also, and what she is asked <laughs> is wild. And, and not uh, only in this movie, but his next movie from Beyond. The oh yeah, those yeah. And uh, I just think there's a lot of fun, uh, especially like you said when it starts to go where the dead people are just out of control. They have the whole exactly. I don't know much about H. Lovecraft. It's like a. I think it's from just rises. Okay, so that movie Underwater is about. I guess for anyone uninitiated, I don't know why we waited to kind of explain the story, but it's pretty simple. It's basically uh, a med student is having a hard time because you know how to cope, uh, so he doesn't really want to give up on it. Uh, kind of too far by trying to resuscitate for way too. And then he gets a roommate um, who basically creates an injectable that will bring the dead back to life, or at least keep them. You can you can kill someone. Bulls uh, are. Uh, or some kind of aerosol huh. to keep them to like to chemically kill them and then this will bring them back to like, beyond like the 17 or so minutes that your brain can come back and so it's a way of extending or uh, like being able to uh more of those surgery expands you can do within the brain so great premise but the problem is that it doesn't really turns people in uh kill crazy and then causes their body to basically so yeah it's really what i really love about the character of herbert west the one who creates them, is that he likes to experiment on things he likes like he likes it. yeah and pretty much every there's where the real main character the decision it's herbert west like they can and i, I like that they, um for stuart gordon i like nexus from beyond which great and it's very weird but i watched dolls over halloween Ooh, yeah, and i expected way better it's horribly <laughs> mm -hmm. and in my head robot jocks is a great idea that somehow doesn't cannot shoot it like i feel like there's a line with a mech creep could do that doesn't transforms but also the slow slog with the crap out of you know i i think he had a lot of good ideas he never had to come back up proper budget and reanimator is uh, a, a very self-condia where you not only that because the way that you said that he uh theater or stage right yeah. stage plays yeah that makes more got a lot of animator kind of exception. Uh, feel like like the sets kind of fake. Like I'm watching, a, and no. so I guess that kind of comes across like I don't think it's um, a play on the stage. How to her? Right. I think that's kind of this problem that coming up. Over. Well, I think about Fortress Second. That's also in an underground. So I guess that's just the way he works. But I think Empire Picture. I don't know how far back you go on your. But before Full Moon, we had Empire Pictures, which is Charles, and really no hits except for fucking Ghoulies. Jesus, why was that the most of it? Um, I always think most of his stuff is shoddy and boring, but they... Yeah, it's fantastic. A great movie. Really gory. And there's a scene of a, of a reanimated head going down on a lady. So <laughs> if, if you have a weak heart for that kind of shit, like that guy's wife did, maybe don't watch it. Yeah, yeah. Um, our second film is Warning Sign. Uh, kind of under the radar. Not a lot of people like, caught this on. And it was just like, what is it really interesting? This is your first time watching. Yes. Is this the first Rage Virus? That's, I don't know. Like, that, that's really, it's, there are so many, like, influence Rage Virus shit that 
it's hard to say. Yeah, so, I can't remember. I've never seen... Like, you could go as far back as Rabbit. Well, uh, you're right. Okay, what about... I've never seen Crazy. I've never seen okay, I was wondering if the Crazy Romero is... Um, I think as close as you're going to get to of what you... Something connected to, like, the world. I mean, it has a lot of that mentality. You know, trapped in a tight location, slow. Yes. Uh, and then sometimes they kind of die. I, I haven't figured out... Their, their heart stops, and then all of a sudden the virus takes over. It's a. It's more... Uh, yes, that's kind of the latter half of the movie, or, like, maybe... But the first... The first act or two is really a yeah, and I think I think it was really well and had a lot of great character um, that really to that point because I didn't think that this was going to happen, even though in retrospect it was. But just I, I think post COVID, I think a lot of people kind of watch contagious types of uh, no. because of COVID. Yeah, <laughs> I think a lot of people are kind of going uh, these and are um, rediscovering a lot of gems. So this is definitely what I'm talking about. Uh, I think a great job. Of, of exploring what would happen if, and just how out of control. But also, I think, has this subtle theory on how these companies take it town in the 80s that were hit so hard. You know, when the factories left and the 70s depression, company, you know, come to these desperate little towns, you know, to give people jobs, really risky. And there's a comment on that. You guys need jobs. That's why we brought And uh, we honestly thought it would be fun. And they show you, like, how something so simple, a piece of fun tape, you know, a label mm -hmm. or whatever it was, grabs on, breaks in the wrong place, and then it goes to another person. Because they have content, it gets on the contact of the building. And I just thought that was really interesting. Like like you said, a procedural medical contagion or outbreak. But mm -hmm. then there's that split. The effects of hunt. You're, they're trying to survive in this building and keep away from the madness. Yeah. And I don't really know anything. I, I, I was uh, the procedural aspect, like how do you shut down? I have these certain people to lock this facility. If people are calling, I have to know what's happening and I have to getting out at all costs. That rising tension, like I may have to kill them and crazy the door down. Yeah. Or um, yeah, it's you got two you got two different versions of crazy people. You got the ones inside yes. affected by the virus, but then you only have the bum the stupid hicks who will not listen, who don't believe they're trying to break through the door and then breach and the virus will get out and is that's so much tension. And to be fair, it wasn't in its focus that are part of the problem too. It's other science. Like, oh, look, I'm not a fine. I can... And then eventually break the door, attempting torture this poor woman's job and get them out of, keep them from getting out of the. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's this great, like, inside is pant break. And then, and then we have the two characters that are trying to break in to save them. They give kind of that Hitchcock curse that the hero has that common um and he's going into that example so sam waterson sheriff and he has to break into uh, a facility <laughs> is a germaphobe what, what's the actual word um and then he has jeffrey demoon have you ever seen jeffrey before this yeah this before the blob and before he hooked with frank Dare. um i think it's a character and he's the the specialist and he's going in and he and he uh i don't remember if they tell you ahead of time but spoiler he's in a way involved in the whole process but he walked away from it. And they have to get in there to stop them freaking out, but he his wife and trying to figure out she isn't. I think there's a good in the... Yeah, and another thing, too, that I really about the, the turn um, is that it does have that mystery of, like, they're looking at the security footage to see where everyone's make sure no one's broken out. And then you just see, like, a pile of dead bodies. Yeah. Like, they all were, like, trying to break down the door and they failed in a pile now. Does it feel a little bit like those midnight uh, horror survival games? I was Not just going to say, the whole setup is ex almost exactly like Resident Evil 2. It's really interesting. I wonder how many people saw this. I mean, I, it, it wasn't a hit. It only made like six. But I wonder if somebody saw the inspiration or these ideas. It could be. Yeah, this uh, is... But, sorry, like, I'm going to go back to... Um, what I was saying is, like, I think that there is the turn of when find out that, that the virus is old, I think, brilliant. And then it kind of goes on. So... The moment when the character who's, who's left the uh, behind years ago realizes the proposes, it seems like he's kind of in and he hasn't really like morally opposed 
um, he's kind of a heavy character too. And you find out in this great moment, he's talking to his wife or mm-hmm. girlfriend, I think, inside the facility, and then supposed to be dead in that pile. And, and then he's like telling her, like, hold on, back up in the eyes. Of, like, and then all of a sudden we realize, oh, fuck, he, he did it. And so it's this great moment of tension. And I, it kind of doesn't really reach that level. You're going to find this wild. But uh, the director, Hal Barwood, uh, he was one of the teams that came out of Amblin. He wrote a lot of stuff. Spielberg uh, was one of the guys behind Clo- uh, Close Encounters. What I'm shocked by, he went on to write video games. From 1990 to 2000, he would write the scripts for um, the LucasArts game. And he is now retired and lives in Portland, Oregon. Oh, hey, there you go. Nice. He works for a company now. Well, semi-retired. He works for Finite Arts. <laughs> so if you somehow, <laughs> since you live there, if you ever see him, like, you should go to him and say, Warning Simon is great! <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he's never heard that. <laughs> Actually, it made way less than yeah, I think it's definitely. All right, so that is it for these this episode. The next one, like I said, it would be Cat's Eye, and when well, no, it's Life Force. <laughs> Life Force. Have you, now, do you have access to the director's cut? I don't know if I have access to the director's cut. I, I've watched about half. There's like a half hour extra. Like I watched both. I watched the director's cut, and then I went back to watch the original cut, and I saw how they just chop, chop, scrunched everything. Um, montages instead of full. Like wow, I guess it really. Made- okay, so should we watch the director's cut on this? I will try to find it for you because I have it on. Okadish Mokadi. Yeah, and wait, Cat's Eye, that's the one, the, the rent. Yes, the, the okay. anthology stories. and the... uh, I God, I miss Now, you see them on TV, but I kind of like theaters. Trilogy of Terror, I, I spent. Tales of the Show. All right, so that is it. Have a good night. All right, good night, folks. Bye.